This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How you doing, Reavers? Just a couple of weeks ahead of the great Minnesota get-together. You are Mr. Minnesota State Fair. I just love it. And uh, I know we're all excited, and uh, all of the schedules are available online. You can find it both at the... uh, Garage Logic website, social media, what have you, but uh, we're going to be there. We can't wait. It's going to be super, super fun. Should we do our show there every day? No. Okay. No, well, we first of all, <laughs> I can't be in town for like the first week. Oh, darn. And then my um, sister in law, yeah, that's what I call them, sister in laws, getting married up north. Oh. So that whole weekend, the first weekend I'm gone. Sure. I'm like, could you have planned a dumber day to get married? Because I'm now I'm going to miss three potential days at the state fair. Because you remind me, you love going out there every day. I, well, I don't go quite every day, but I go enough you, you to get sick to. of it. Yeah. yeah, I used to go out there every day, but I need to go enough that at the end of it, I'm like, I'm done. Yeah, right. But if I leave that unquenched, then all off season, I think to myself, why didn't I go more? Right. And I, I will say this. Because when you work for a radio station, and I know, I, world's smallest violin to the people mm. listening to it, I, I know, I get it. Oh, poor you, you got to go to the state yeah, fair. you got to go do it. So it, it's not even that, because I love going to the fair. Yeah, you have a good time there. But it's it's just more of, there's so much extra hoops to jump through in order to get the show mm-hmm. done. Do you know, yep, do you know yep, what I'm saying? Yep. Which It's not even, annoying is not the right word, it's just like, well, this took three times as long as it normally should have when we come in here and do the show. Well, because you have to do things there and then come back here and Correct. finish them up. Yes. So you're working Well, at, everybody else is drinking beer at Andy's Garage. Yeah. So if the Garage Logic podcast is not up at 150... I will get, catch the wrath of the GL audience. Yeah, but you're going to have to just tell them. Sorry, folks. During the fair, though, people are very understanding. Yeah, but seriously. just put it, put a little yeah. post out there. Saying, so I was hey, going to say back by seven tonight. The only time that I had that feeling that you were just describing mm-hmm. was the very first year that we were strictly a podcast. Okay. So it would have been the summer of two thousand and nineteen. Nine hundred and three days ago. Nine hundred and three episodes ago. Wow. Good for you. Something like that, right? Well, no, because we started the, the, the show as a podcast right after the fair in 2018, in yeah. September. So that following summer, okay, um, we did it for the first time oh, as a it, podcast. It. it wasn't your very first day, I guess. And we only did the two Fridays out at the fair at the KSTP building. Remember where the KSTP uh, television station mm-hmm. normally does their news? Yeah, so you have a big And we had the area. huge yeah. bleacher area, and that was Awesome. Yes. And what it allowed is, you know, because we only did the two shows, and I remember uh, this, so this would have been Friday of Labor Day weekend, and my wife and boys came out to to take in the fair, and normally she said, well, I suppose you're ready to go. I said, no, let's walk around. And she went, wait, what? what?" Yeah, wait, what? She said, normally when we come, you know, because they'll they'll go do the rides and do the midway and stuff while I'm getting ready. And then by the time the show's over, well, she's thinking of... 6 p.m. Ride with Royce's over. Daddy wants to go yeah, home. Yep. Dad's been here for you know. T- but I said no. Let's let's. It was like four o'clock in the afternoon. You've and I'm- never once said to me, "I'm gonna go." You're like, "Do you want to go up to Andy's?" You always <laughs> want to go have a beer someplace, right? Right. Okay. Um. So anyway, so I'm looking forward to it. But um, <clears throat> we need to start off this week's episode. I have a mini tirade. Oh, oh, really? Okay. And you're hot. And it saddens me. That I have to have this tirade because it deals with one of my favorite places on earth. 
Hmm. So I'm, I'm I'm conflicted, Mike. I'm torn. Okay, let me think. Your favorite place on earth has well, nothing you, to do with baseball. No, no. Okay. okay, it used to be San Diego was your favorite place on earth. Used to be, but you don't you no longer like it. Your favorite, I still like it, but we're kind of seeing other people right now. Okay, favorite place on earth, huh? Okay, and it's not the the baseball Hall of Fame. No, it has okay. nothing to do with sports. Okay, all right. It has nothing then to do with I baseball. Have no idea. Your rest, your garage. But I'm saddened. Okay, yesterday. Um, get done with the podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, wife has been working from home this week. So she says, hey, um, would you mind picking up a couple of things? We need this. We need that. We need the, the other thing. I said, sure. No problem, babe. So I'm scooting home and I decide to stop in at Hy-Vee. Oh. I love Hy-Vee. Yeah. One of your favorite places it's, on earth. It's I What I like to do when I go to Hy-Vee, I'll just make loops around the meat shop okay area. just checking it out i gotta say yeah. oh, what was that? i gotta go check yeah. this one oh. over here and then I gotta... so Great. i love hy-vee okay. i seriously will go there twice a week okay. when i even when i don't need anything okay. that's how much i love it nice so i'm i'm walking past the, and it's the shot could be hy-vee that's that's my store mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'm walking around the corner to, for, to i gotta get oh i gotta get sliced cheese for the boys because they gotta have their ham and cheese yep. sandwiches and i gotta get this and i walk around the corner and i stopped in my tracks to the point where i took a photo of this and put it on Twitter. And my caption for this just says, no, no, Hy-Vee, no. Guess what I saw? I mean, Halloween candy. No. I said, no. I mean, Mike, I'm not saying, oh. I'm not saying a little box. Yeah. The entire last shelving unit, the entire row, the entire row was Halloween. And there were two wonderful employees Setting it up, not their fault. They were instructed to do this. Yeah, it's not their fault. And I'm saying, no. And this was yesterday. I'm saying, it's August 9th. What, 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 what's the bleep and hurry here? You can get candy anytime. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to be reminded that Halloween uh, Halloween is still two months away. I know, but I think it's that it's the second most decorated for holiday. So Christmas is first, okay. and then people spend the second most amount of money on just in general, Halloween, right? Okay, fine. So you got to, I mean, you can't give that up if you're a retailer. You need to capture those sales. But okay, not in wait. August. Have you been, just because you've been drinking a lot of seltzers lately, you probably haven't noticed that all of the Oktoberfests are out. You're not mad that there's Oktoberfests no, out. Remember, you remember what my rule is on Oktoberfest. You would want to drink as many of them as you can because you course. love, yes. But when? Not until October? the state fair was over. Oh, it's not until the state fair was over. Remember, okay. because we did have, did we have, no, we had, uh, our friends, the Lining Kugels, mm-hmm. and they brought over a an October. Their new maybe it was when they launched their Oktoberfest. Okay, or maybe they'd already had it. I have no idea. But remember, John brought me one. I said, "Nope, no." He said, "Wait, wait what? what?" I said, "Nope, not till the fair's over. I cannot, I cannot do it until after Labor Day." That's I when refuse. you went into that little tirade where you're like, "A man has to make his mark in this world, <laughs> and if I go ahead and say I'm not going to have an Oktoberfest until October or after the State Fair, I'm not going to have it." And then you drank it later. I on, do I'm love sure. Oktoberfest. Though. Oh it's yeah, so good. It's so bleeping. Is that good. A, is that a beer like if you? I know you've been on the seltzer kick, right? Sure. Is that a beer where you'd say, you know what, I'm just going to go ahead and have an Oktoberfest because that? I mean, it sounds delicious. I'm super parched right now. Um, I could 100% go for an Oktoberfest. I forget what it was. Oh, I remember what it was. Uh, we went the. The, the the fam, we did a day trip where we took in a Mankato hockey game, and it was a beautiful fall day. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, "I'm I'm going off the grid. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna zag off the freeway of Reavers, yeah. and I'm gonna have Oktoberfest today. Oh, nice! It was a it was 
mid mid October, I think something like that. And I just said, nope, that's what I'm drinking today. I'm drinking Oktoberfest. I had been out of town for business the last couple of days, and one of my you don't co- share my rage, by the way, with this Halloween. I 100, percent but I'm a retailer, and we got to capture all the sales we can. Damn it! So I didn't tough even luck. Think of that. Yeah, tough luck. It's gonna <laughs> Sorry, be. Sorry, you're on your trust own. Me, if, if they didn't have Halloween candy to put up, it would be Christmas candy. So not a lot you can do about so it. So what right? you're saying? Okay, before you move on. Yeah. So what you're saying is, I just happen to catch. One person in the act, but this is going on a lot. Every of the place. single, yeah, it's everywhere. Are you, that's I think they already me. have those Halloween stores are already open. You're kidding? No, me. I think they're already up. Those okay. uh, holiday, I can't remember what they're called, but you know what I mean. Those holiday stores. Don't tell me you already have ice melt out in your stores. No. Okay. Not yet, but we do have snowblowers. Oh, we're planning no. this. Okay, wait, we're planning this state fair special. Okay, let me let me get your advice on this. Give me some actual Here we go. sales advice. Talk okay, to me, bro. So. Um, you know, this year was a weird by year way, for... By the way, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, yeah. Mike Fredoloni, very successful family that's owned 22 shops, is coming to me for advice. Well, this is in general. <laughs> so I, I can also get that... As a consumer. Uh, yeah, and, and the it. advice of our listeners. So Got it. Got it. Here's, here's something that I have. So, um, you know, sales were weird on some big ticket items this year. Grills specifically, like... Really? You know, because like, everyone was buying them in 2000 and. 20 people right? are tighter everyone on was cash and, and and people maybe are a little tighter or they're back to work so we had ordered what we sold in 2020 and now we're a little overstacked so i want to have like a weber grill traeger grill a couple of different toros and i want to kind of like if i had too many of them i want to have this state fair sale right and okay. everybody has state fair sales but those specific items that i'm talking about weber traeger and and toro they never really go on sale they, they, right, yeah, right. they have something called map pricing. It's the minimum price that I can advertise it for, right? Sure. So let's just say a grill was a thousand bucks. I couldn't just go ahead and put it on sale for nine hundred ninety nine or nine hundred. They'll say no, 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 no. Because no. the Weber would call me and say, no, it has a price that you have to maintain. I could technically sell it for a dollar if I wanted to, but I couldn't advertise that price. Oh, right? I see. Okay, okay so gotcha. so they, gotcha. they're they're not stopping me from selling it for whatever I want, they're stopping me from saying the value, anything different, what their minimum ad price is, and I, right? And I get that. Why that? Okay. I okay. So that. what you don't want to do is have one guy have one left and he puts it on sale for 500 bucks and everyone says, oh, that grill's worth 500 bucks. It's like, no, he had one and he, you know, and, and no one would ever do that. You sure. lose, you don't have margin in those things. So right. um, my, my goal is, so I want to run some ads and I might even do some on GL sure, right? yeah. or at least a ton of Hubbard properties. And I want to run some ads and I don't want to say like, we have a state fair special. Come on into Fratelloni's and we'll show you the sale. What I want to do is say, call me at my office because we have that super easy number, 651-288-8888, right? Mm-hmm. It's super easy to remember. Just like Pizza Hut. Just like Pizza Hut, but instead of a four, it's a two, right? And 651. And I want people to call me on the phone. I want to give them a presentation via email that shows all of the grills, all of the prices, how many we have left, and like really give them a ton of detail. Yep. I, I, I think... I mean, what do you think of that? It, it, I think people know me. And I think people could call me at my office. And so if some guy said, oh, you know what? I want to see what these grill deals are. And then I'm like, dude, what's your email address? And I send him an email and he says, okay, I want grill number 41 on page 41. I like that. It's $100 off. I got it. Even better. Okay. Oh, what? Ooh, even better. Yeah. We'll have Joe. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, he says your name every single day. Every day. Uh, we'll have Joe give out your cell. <laughs> and then okay. text right. Mike. Text Mike. 
We used to give out my cell. I used to give out my cell in my ads. You did not. I 100% did. Really? I said, yeah, if you, I mean. God, that I, I sounds like an awful idea. It, you know, people just didn't really call me, right? Oh. It's it, My cell is I'm pretty sorry. easy to find. It's all over the place, right? Okay. I, I have, I think, on our website my cell phone. So if people want to call me, they can call me. Okay. I don't know why they would, but let's. Uh, but so, okay. Do you, so if you were listening to a radio ad. <laughs> no, I. but I, I, I was joking, but I, I like that idea. Right? And I you, think just, cool. you just call and I'll get your email address. And you can still go into the stores and see them, right? They'll sure. still be priced at the stores. But if we run out of one, and, you know, a store doesn't have 50 varieties of girls shown, right? Mm-hmm. They can only have a couple. So you get this whole big deck that I've made, this big presentation. And on, you know, page number 17 might be the grill you want. You call us back. We get you to the right store and so on. That has some legs to it, right? Because I know, and I'm, I guess I'm speaking just for myself, but I've noticed as I've matured, mm-hmm. which is an oxymoron because we all know that's not true. But as I've gotten older, I've been fine with having more than one of you know what I'm saying? Yeah, especially with I got girls. that great smoker from you. Yep. And I said, well, I can have a smoker and a grill because, damn it, I'm an adult. It's two different fuels. Well, exactly. Yeah. It's one's well, propane, one's pellets. Right now, maybe uh, okay. The boys want grilled hamburgers, but you know what? Next week, I want to smoke a pork tenderloin. You need to have options. because I'm an American, yep. and this is how things are going to operate. Because I really don't do anything else with my. I don't life. even know if you consider yourself an American if you don't have multiple grills. See, right? You might be some kind of communist. Right. Kidding. To the point <laughs> where we were cleaning out the because uh, we were hosting the state amateur baseball tournament, mm-hmm. and I had some stuff in the clubhouse, but we have to clean up the clubhouse. And the guy that uh, the, the the guy that I'm doing the tournament with, Charlie, he goes, uh, "You need to get that girl out of here." I said, "What?" He said, "No, that I have a." An old Weber that I like, bought from your Eden Prairie store. Sure, just a, just a charcoal. A, yeah, yeah, a char- yeah. what, do you, what do you call it? The, the cube top? Or what's that called? Just the, is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Just a, the standard black, yeah. you know. and, oh, and a barbecue. Yeah, barbecue. That, yeah. And he says, well, you got to get that out of here. And I said, what are you talking about? He goes, you brought this thing down here 10 years ago because yeah. you thought we were going to use it for the... I said... Yeah, that's mine. I did buy yeah, that yeah. for the Lakers. Yeah. And I went, all right, I'll take it home. Yeah. So now I have three in my See? garage. And that's just the way I'm going to live my life. I'm impressed with you. <laughs> I had, so um, I, I was talking, I was out of town the last couple of days, right, yep. for work. And, and one of my colleagues, um, she said to me, like, she's on an N.A. beer drinking thing. And I said, yeah, that seems to be super popular. And she knew all about, like, Hairless Dog and all these brewers. And then, and I, I think she knows a little bit of my background, right? She knows me a little bit. Sure. But she doesn't know that. We did the number one beer podcast in the country. No, actually, the number one radio beer show for in the country. eight years or whatever, yep. right? We yep. did it for a lot of, and she had no idea. So she said, well, there's this beer, it's called Golden Rule, and it's called Mango Cart. And she was kind of describing it to me, and I didn't want to say, dear, dear, of course, Mango Cart. So then I had to go into a little, yes, and I had to tell her all I knew about Mango Cart, which strangely I remembered a decent amount of, mm-hmm. and I just thought of all the people we met oh, when we did that show, yeah. and I'm sure we met the head brewer at Golden Rule. I'm sure we met, because they all flew in. They all were on this show. Mm-hmm. And I thought, isn't that cool? And now we're masters of nothing. Nothing. And if we had to get somebody to talk to us, they'd say, why? The only difference now is hundreds of thousands of people listen to this show compared to like 10 that were listening to the beer <laughs> show. So I'm like, well, that's kind of weird that now we actually have a huge audience because, of course, we're riding the coattails of Garage Logic. 100%. Right? 100%. That's that's how it's happening. But it actually happened, yet we couldn't get a guest in here. If my uh, There's a guy named Phil Debonair, right? 
And why he do owns, I know that name? Because he owns a cigar company. That's why I know that and name. And he has one of the most fantastic stories. The way he tells his stories about developing a cigar business and the trials and tribulations of flying to Nicaragua and trying to get a plantation started and people putting him in jail. He, he, he was put into a jail cell as he had his 45 revolver tucked into the front of his pants. And they're like, so you're going to put me in jail? Yeah, but I get to keep I get this. to keep my gun right in my front, of, you know, because he was just worried, right? right? And then he didn't realize that he needed to hand them three hundred dollars, and they let him out of jail. He just didn't catch that part. But the way he tells the story. But in any event, I wanted him on this show because I, I heard his story, and I said we need to interview this guy. Right. Honest to God, it took me thirty times to finally convince him to do it. And then I was so annoyed that it took me three times. I'm like, whatever, dude. I'm way past it. So I'm only going to tell your great story because he's writing a book. I'm just going to tell his highlight reel so no one ever needs to buy his book. <laughs> Phil, if you're listening, because now bit... you're probably a fan, right? you're welcome to still come on. Yes. Yeah. Open invitation. Open invitation. Got it. Okay, now we're going to have to do it. And he makes a really cool cigar named Debonair, which I think is a rotten name for a cigar. But you're a cigar guy. I am a cigar guy, but I, I like you know that marketing is... Debonair is like, you know, a fancy guy. Like, oh, I'm so debonair. I've got a suit on. And I don't know, right? It seems a little highfalutin for me. It does seem a bit yeah. highfalutin. I want my my uh, cigars to be called like burger. Like, oh, yeah, I too like a burger. Um, Let's go to the email portion of the show, shall All we? All right. Love this part. Uh, First one comes to us from Terry. Uh, says, Reeves, love the show. I know Mike's a golf fan. I thought you'd uh, enjoy this story. Love it. John who lived in the north of England, decided to go golfing in Scotland with his buddy, Sean. So they loaded up John's minivan and headed north. After driving a few hours, they got caught up in a terrible blizzard, so they pulled into a nearby farm and asked the attractive lady who answered the door if they could spend the night. I realize it's terrible weather out there, and I have this huge house all to myself, but I'm recently widowed, she explained, and I'm afraid the neighbors will talk if I let you stay in my house. Oh, don't worry, John said. We'll be happy to sleep in the barn, and if the weather breaks, we'll be gone at first light. Well, the lady agreed, and the two men found their way to the barn and settled in for the night. Come morning, the weather had cleared, and they got on their way. They enjoyed a great weekend of golf. About nine months later, though, John got an unexpected letter from an attorney. It took him a few minutes to figure it out, but he finally determined that it was from the attorney of that attractive widow he had met on that golf weekend. He dropped in on his friend Sean and asked, Hey, Sean, um, do you remember that good-looking widow from the farm we stayed at on our golf holiday in Scotland about nine months ago? Yes, yes I do, said Sean. Did you uh, happen to get up in the middle of the night and go up to the house and pay her a visit? Uh, yeah, Sean said, a little embarrassed about being found out. I, I have to admit that, that I did. And did you happen to give her my name instead of telling her your name? Sean's face then turned beet red and said, Yeah, look, I'm I'm sorry, buddy. I'm I'm afraid I did. Why why do you ask? Well, she just died and left me everything. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> Nice. Thank you, Terry. I, uh, How I, lucky. I love that one. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> she died. Get she it? died. Yeah, I get it. She died. He, we thought she was going to be pregnant. Right. But nope. Nope. She died. We call that a, uh, what's the? It's a twist. A twist. Plot Thank you. twist. Thank you there, yeah. very much. 
Uh, this one comes to us from Al. He says, you'll be happy to know that I love your show with Mike Fratelloni every single week. I was a frequent buyer at the Fratelloni's location in Woodbury. Nice. Um, he says, oh, then he says, one disappointment, though, as I've never made it to any tomball games in Minnesota, I always wanted to stop in and see the Meesville Mudhens as I traveled to Winona frequently for work. I own a collection of baseball books, baseball artwork, and still consider it the greatest of American sports. I agree, Al. I'm attaching a couple of images, some of my favorite baseball artwork, which is very cool and obviously not doesn't do us any service for the listener. I can but see it from here, though. Th- thank you very much, Al. I appreciate that. That is really cool. People love baseball. Well, and I don't think I get it. Royce gets it. But we have, I, I know Joe makes fun of me because I, I bring up town ball quite a bit. And we're in the absolute meat the of the town ball, ball season, season right now yep. because you're dealing with region playoffs and trying to make the state tournament, which we happen to be hosting this year. And um, so there's a lot of emotion. We have a huge region game tonight mm-hmm. uh, down in Faribault. But what's cool is when people discover it. In fact, I just got a text from a guy this morning who just recently discovered it. We have a mutual friend, and he said, I'd love to come to your game, but I don't want to bother you. I just want to take my son and, and learn more about this. Because this doesn't exist anywhere else in yeah. the country. It doesn't just doesn't. It? No. They, they don't have... If you go to California, they might have club ball. Okay. But no other state in the union has 200 and some teams across the state playing amateur baseball. Why? I wonder why. I... I've been asked that a hundred times, and I don't know what the answer to that is. Because it seems like a sport you can play well into your, you know, thirties. Yeah. Right. I mean, relatively, yeah. right, yeah. and 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 still play competitively if you were kind of good at it. Sure. Right. There's very few sports when you're in high school. I'm trying to teach my daughters this. Like, I want them to play golf, right? And I said, hey, you can not only play golf in high school, but then you can play golf the day after you graduate. Yep. And then you know maybe 30, 50, 80 years All later, the you way can still until, play. Yes, exactly. Right. Yes. And you know if you're going to do gymnastics, well, you might be able to do a handstand when you're 40, but that's about it, right? right You're not right. going to do this anymore. So try to find a sport that you can really get into. Um, that is really interesting. I, I I appreciate that you love baseball. And I was listening to Sports Talk yesterday, mm-hmm. and you had like sent, said something about a game that was like the Padres-Phillies or something. Who was it? Dodgers. Dodgers-Padres? Pa- mm-hmm. I thought the hell are you watching that game for? <laughs> like what? I mean, how many non-Twins games? I get you're a Twins fan. You'd watch some Twins games. Sure. Or all of them. Or listen to them, right? What? How many excess games are you watching? Here's why I get away with it now. Yeah. Because now the boys want to watch it. And really? she'll She'll come in with her dinner and say, oh, we're we're watching Sunday Night Baseball, even though we just spent five hours at the ballpark. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess. But... She loves the fact that they're getting into it because okay. she didn't, you know, I think I've told this before, she didn't know squat about baseball before she met me. Mm-hmm. And so it's just kind of become a thing in her life because of who she decided to get married to. Yeah. Sadly. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, hon. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? So like now that the, the boys are getting older and are getting involved in it, they just they just wrapped up their season a couple of weeks ago. So now they want to kind of absorb more of it and learn more about the nuances of the game and things like that. So for her, that's just cool because they're her kids too. You know what I mean? Do you ever just go out and throw the balls at the kids? Oh, God, yeah. Isn't that the best it's, part? It's the best. Yeah. It's the absolute best. You got to just make sure they never take one in the face, right? Because you don't want, if they take a, th- if you're throwing the ball to them and they take it in the face, yeah. then they're kind of out of that sport. But what I do, the, here's here's the best. So if you're a dad with young kids trying to do that, mm-hmm. go to name your I don't I don't I you guys probably don't sell sporting goods at no, any of your stores. Go to I'm Dick's guess. Sporting Goods. Go yeah. go to where at whatever. Yeah. Or you know what? Play it against sports is the best because okay. you can get stuff really cheap because kids outgrow stuff so fast, mm-hmm. as you know. Yep. Um but get the 
not they're not rubberized, but the soft baseball. Okay. So they're like a baseball, but they're they're just the the little bit squishy. Sure. You know what I mean? So you so can still you took grip one it if you're quite, tri- Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So we always use those, especially when one of those two is pitching, because they usually will throw to each other. Oh, got it. And then that way, if you take one off the melon, it's not going to hurt as it would with a regular Are baseball. they throwing against the garage door? Because all of a sudden the garage no, door gets all beat up. You don't want them to do that. Just moved into a house. So, I mean, yeah. if, I, if I saw them doing it, of course, I'm not going to say no, because that's what I did when I was growing up. Yeah, but, but you kind of got to say no. You're like, hey, you're going to ruin the garage door. No, I'm not going to be that dead. Put a little net down there. Put a, so we do that, have a net. Yeah, okay. we do have a net. Yeah, that's the best. Um, I love stickball. I used to love stickball. Next email comes to us from Bert. Uh, Hey, Reeves, you and Mike discussed the live golf thing on last week's Scramble, and you mentioned that Joe and Pat are golf purists. I don't know if that is the right word. Maybe traditionalist is a better word. Personally, I think live is pretend exhibition golf. Think of it in baseball terms. What if some entity paid, say, six major league teams to play each other over and over for 80 games? That would be stupid real fast. I know it's not entirely analogous, but I thought you would see the point. Um, and I also am not a fan of the Saudis, which I think you we know, all he, agree he's with. He's kind of close on the point, yeah. but he's not right because it's 54 guys. Very seldom will the same guy ever win because that's just how golf works. Sure, right? Sure. It's hard to win over and over. And they're only playing, is it 13 times? Right, so it's not yeah, it's not eighty times times okay. the same six teams. It's fifty four guys ran like everybody will win separately, sure. and you're only playing thirteen times, and then the majors. Here's my favorite part of Bert's email, in regards to swearing, because remember we yep, yep. <laughs> Mike referred to it as weak. It can be. Got to watch it with the youngsters if it's constant and indiscriminate. It's weak. However, clever and judicious use of expletives <laughs> is fun and interesting. My personal favorite, ooh, I better be careful, is what I call the. F-bomb insertion. That's where one inserts the Effenheimer between syllables of two or more syllable words like, mm-hmm. uh, okay, that's enough, or that's... Uh, I suspect the mayor is adept at his skill. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, oh, yes he yeah, is. Yeah. Again, unless you are Jerry Burns, expletives really shouldn't make up more than about 5% of her daily vocabulary. Mine might be a little bit more when I'm not recording a show. Unless you hit your thumb with a hammer, that's a different story. Thank you, Bert. I that's love a, that That's email. a pretty good measure, though. Every yeah. 20 words, you get one swear word. It's yes. 5%. Mm-hmm. I can do that. I can beat that. Uh, email from Tim. Hey, Reeves. Heard Mike mention about wanting a low alcoholic beer. Okay. You mentioned this constantly. I, I sure did. My favorite, I drink Miller 64, 2.8% and 64 calories. Has to be very cold to drink it. Uh, I think Budweiser makes one too. It's around two and a half percent. Really, a Miller sixty four. Finally, okay. I've actually heard of that. Okay. So sixty four calories, two point nine. Two point eight. Two point eight. Wow, yep. that is really really low. And apparently Budweiser, and I think I've seen this. It's Bud Zero. It can't be. Does zero. that sound right? No. Because it can't be zero. Well, you're right. Well, I think yeah, you're right. I, yeah. I can't remember what it's called, but thank you, Tim. I appreciate it. But 64 the email. calories is nice. That you can't have hardly anything with 64 calories. No, you're right. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I don't know. And then at 64 calories, if you're like, I have 640 calories to throw away, you could have 10 of them. Could you? <laughs> I think so. Okay. I just did that fat math, and I'm pretty sure that I could have 10 <laughs> of those. I had a beer the other day that was so good. It was so good. It was a Michelob. Not not a Michelob. Yes, it was a Michelob Ultra. You know, in the white, white and blue uh, bottles. Okay. Right, and it was so cold. How cold was it? So cold that my lip almost stuck to the, the to the bottle. Right, the the metal wow. bottle. It was that like frozen solid, and it was so refreshing. And it was about a hundred degrees outside. Oh yeah, we were sitting in a conference room actually, and that was a hot conference room. I was like, oh, what's going on? And a guy came in with one of those backpack Yetis on. Uh-huh. You know, where you like take off your backpack and it's a load of beer. So cool. I can't find this email, and I'm just glad you mentioned mm-hmm. Yeti. 
Um, someone, this was, and this, hopefully this person is still listening to the show because sure, this email was not? a long time ago. But we it, haven't gotten worse but as it's, we go. But it's ringing a bell now. They wanted to know, since you know you sell coolers and whatnot, Yetis, yeah. what is the secret of the Yeti cooler? I mean, you know what? Is it purely insulation? It's purely insulation, but you have to be a little smart with Yeti coolers, right? So all of my coolers that I own are up in the the rafters of my garage, right? Sure. Storage. Storage, right? They're out of the way. You just want them up there. So I go grab one, but a Yeti, if you do that and put ice inside of it, it almost instantly melts that ice because the cooler can also stay totally warm so you have to take it out spray it with your hose right kind of cool it down rinse it down put a bag of ice that you're just willing to throw away because you have to now cool your yeti get the sides all the way cool in order to not yeah but once you do that the Yeti will stay. You'll have ice in the Yeti for five days straight. You're kidding. No, it's unbelievable. I mean, if it, if you're not putting it in the garage, right? If it's sitting outside on the deck and it's 80 degrees outside, as long as you're using it fast and keeping cool things in there, you'll have ice for days and days and days. Really? Yeah, it, they're, they're unbelievable. They're heavy, like super heavy. Mm-hmm. So people always buy really big ones. I'm like, oh, you're going to fill that with beer and enough ice, and the thing already weighs 50 pounds. I mean... Yeah. They're heavy. They're it's heavy, not heavy, be heavy. Yeah, you're not going to be able to move it. That's why they make wheel fun, you know, sure. uh, add-ons for them. They're very cool. Does anybody need a Yeti cooler? Yeah. 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 Just like you need two grills, right? right? Well, because my brother, he either uh, I'm trying to remember the circumstances. I believe my brother won this for a work you know, they have the summer picnic for mm. the place he works at. And I think he wanted, but it's it's not a Yeti. It's an off-brand because it had the company logo on it sure. or s- something to that effect. Or maybe it was a, a brand that they do business with or whatever. And he, he swears by it. There's a couple other brands that are very good, right? It's not some locked-in science that no one else can make this, sure. right? I mean, you, you can definitely do it with a different brand. The problem is, it's not the brand anybody wants. So we've carried these... You know, Igloo, you know, Igloo, you all knew Igloo coolers, right? Sure, but then sure. they make some of these. Igloo finally said after 150 years in the business, like, oh, we could sell a cooler for 850 bucks instead of 40 bucks. Why don't we try to make some $860 grills or coolers? Only problem is, is they're second to the thing and no one wants to buy the $800 Igloo. They want to buy the $800 Yeti, right? Or they're that expensive. Some of them are. Holy cow. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's if what I really love is when you see the guys with the big boats, then they'll have two Yetis on the back that are a thousand bucks a piece. And like, okay, you have a boat with two thousand bucks worth of coolers. If you fill those coolers, you could never lift them up. I mean, never. Wow. They're way too heavy. Well, but does that make sense though? Because if you're fishing, you gotta have your fish on ice. Put your fish in there. Is that what your, that's for? I think so, okay. right? I okay. mean, it's just, it seems logical. I Yeah. I don't know. I think those things are super fun. I, I like when people are passionate about that. We'll have people come in and just buy Yeti stickers from us, right? To just kind of- And put it on their $20 cooler that they 100%. got it. 100%. In fact, there's a there's a company out there called Not Yeti. Oh, really? And, and the, the label looks kind of like a Yeti. And they're, they're kind of joking because they want people to like- you know, you don't want to say it's a Yeti if it's not a Yeti. Uh-huh. So if it's not a Yeti, you put a not Yeti sticker on it, and you uh-huh. kind of get that Yeti cred. But like, hey, this was $30, not 300 Okay. Oh, they're great. They're a lot of fun. And well, it, Yeti it, makes all the fashion colors. But I, all I guess the reason I would be in the market for something like that is vacations, long road trips. Mm-hmm. That's what I think they would oh, yeah. be ideal for. Put it in the back of your car, and your car is air-conditioned, so your car doesn't get that hot, right? right. And it is 100%. They Frozen last for salmon days. is going to last you all the- days. You could... 
Go to Seattle, load up on frozen salmon, and bring that crap all the way back to the Twin Cities, One, and it's still going to be frozen. You could do that because you drive straight, right? <laughs> I, drive, did, yeah. I did see a great tweet, and it uh, was something um, – oh, a vacation with kids. Uh, wait, I'm going to see if I can find it. Uh, oh, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. A vacation with kids isn't really a vacation. It's just parenting in a different location where you don't know where anything is. <laughs> That's <laughs> Like where's my stick to hit my oh, children? Oh man! But isn't that yeah, the truth? Yeah, it's you're you're gonna love it when your kids get a little older and you can just say go outside. You know what right? though? That's kind of where we're at now. Okay. You know where that, you live? Why not? Well, right? and it you know yeah exactly. You know we got a we've got a great neighborhood with a bunch of other kids and so it's like okay just just stay where. Just stay in our neighborhood is kind of the rule, mm-hmm. you know. And they've got buddies now that they've met and that are. Do you have the bell outside? No, because they honestly they're knock on wood. They come and check in. Okay. After a couple hours, hey, uh, I'm thirsty. Well, you know where the water is. Yeah. Why, why are you telling me? <laughs> yeah. Right. Why, exactly. Am I supposed to care about that? Go um, get something to drink. But no, there's a hose outside. It, it is. A, it is a fun. It's a fun age now. Yeah. Because they've got buddies, and then they can they can come and go as they please. But here's what's gonna happen. Do you did you grow when the girls were growing up, or maybe you still have it now? Do you have the growth uh, the ruler? We did, but we we left that house, so it's it's oh, on I suppose, a house. Yeah. Because you yeah. just moved. Yeah. So. She decided to buy the super nice six foot plus nice. tall. Like it looks like a ruler that you would okay. use in school, except it's six and a half feet tall. Okay. So okay, there's dad, uh, you know, he and just then slowly getting shorter. <laughs> so the oldest um measured himself, or she measured him. This mm-hmm. would have been oh in fact it might have been right around July first. And I went, uh oh. He's only an inch shorter than she is. Oh. I'm telling you right now. She's going to lose her mind. When that day comes. Yeah. And it's coming very, very soon because he's now going into fifth grade, which I still can't yeah, believe. They can really start going at, at that age. And he's, listen, I'm 6'3". Yeah. So he's yeah. going to be a yeah. tall kid. Yeah. Oh, I mean, hopefully he's mine. At least five something. Right. Yeah, but yeah. he's going to be a tall kid. I mean, he's already got, he's got the, you know, the long limbs and yeah, skinny. Yeah. You know, he's just, that's yeah. just how he's. And that, when that day comes, Mike, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to get a text from me. She's going to lose it. And that text is going to say. Can can I just sleep in your garage for like the next three days because I cannot be around this woman for? for She's a, while. a softy, but you're a softy too. I, I am, but with the children, it's a different kind just, of psychosis yeah. with her. You know what? <laughs> and I mean that with all due respect. You know what dear. makes you not care about that stuff nearly as much? It's having another child. Do you have another one? Then you're like, ah, I can't focus. That Timmy is now the same height as my wife. I'm now breastfeeding this other kid. You mean we, we should have another? I think you should have no, another. No, that's not going to happen. I really think you should. No, that's You're that's super a into idea. it. Why not? I lo- no, I love two's it. Two's kind of quitting. No, two is perfect. Two is absolutely perfect. I don't know. No, but here, here's <laughs> why. Because for me, yeah, there's stuff. Like I'll see, oh, hey, social media. Six years ago, you guys did this. Oh, man, yeah, that was such a fun. I love those. That was such a fun thing. And, and then I'll think, oh, that was fun. But it doesn't make me emotional. In terms mm. of I don't start to weep because that time is now gone mm-hmm. i say yeah but we're gonna do other cool stuff yeah it's not that the time is gone it's yeah. just that oh, what man. a sweet sweet time it was it's gonna be a mess oh really it's gonna be awful and when that day comes whatever the nearest liquor store is to my house i'll just say here's my card i'm just gonna keep coming just, yeah i'm just, just gonna keep coming. start an open tab just keep well she's been known to have a drink Let's pump one into her every no, once in a that, while. No, that'll make matters worse. Doesn't she have worse. a Goldschlager that she loves or uh, something? What, is, what does a girl like, th- like your wife make, love? That'll make matters so worse. So there was something you said earlier in this podcast, right off the bat. You said, my lovely wife's at home working from home. I'm like, 
She's in healthcare. Is she doing exams oh, from? Uh, well, are, are, do you have sick people be, rolling up to your you house? You'd actually be surprised at how much of that now, and this might tick off some listeners, but a lot of that is now done remotely. Really? So, without getting into the specifics, because yeah. I don't even know really how much I can share, but in that, in, and, and trust me, I am not an expert. She mm-hmm. is, I am not. I just kind of sit and observe and go, oh, oh look at that over there. Wow. Because yeah, I would get that removed. A lot of, <laughs> yeah, right. A lot of what she does is um, individualized patient care for a specific ailment, and nothing, nothing too uh, grandiose. Mm-hmm. But she could—it's something where she would just be sitting at a desk at work on the phone with this person. Oh, anyway. okay. You know All what right. I mean? Not not in every case, sure. but in a lot of cases. And so um, she just said, "Well, can, this week, can I just work from home?" And they just said, "Sure." Boy, that would turn into next week. Can I just work from home? No. You, you don't realize how much power uh, healthcare workers oh, really? have right now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. you need me, and I'm willing to do it, but yeah. I got to do this Well, home. and she's a she's a fantastic employee, so don't get me wrong. God, yeah, she's going to probably and, kill well, me for And if she's working from home, a lot of people get a lot of stuff done from home. I read a story, speaking of that, and this might tick you off, but I read mm-hmm. a story. Was it Star Tribune? No, it wasn't Star Tribune. Um, I can't remember exactly, but it was it was a fascinating article about this whole work from home movement. Mm-hmm, and you mm-hmm. and I have touched on this many yeah, times on this yeah. show. And it was a guy who was a little bit younger than me, uh, make six figures, uh, transition to work at home two years ago, like a lot of people did, mm-hmm. you know, during the initial stages of the pandemic. And basically he said, oh, this is how it's going to be from now on. Yeah. And his employer said, uh, and the employer was never named. Okay. But I could tell, like, okay, this is a guy that's, you know, he's got a nice career. Sure, he's making money. And he said, well, I've been offered to uh, twice what I'm making, but they want me in in office. And I said, no. No, I'm good here. I like the flexibility. I like the fact that I get up at, he said, I get up at 6, you know, I used to get up at 5.30 a.m., take a shower, have to be on the road by, you know, 6 o'clock, blah, Mm -hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. He says, now I... Get up at six fifteen and go make some coffee. Log on to my computer at six thirty and boom. Yep. And then at full productivity. And, and then at yeah. eight o'clock, I walk my kids to school and yeah. then I come back and check in and oh, I can make myself a sandwich at. Well, it's, I thought, huh. I think there's some something great about that, but I also think there's a whole bunch of people who at eight o'clock at night are still sitting on their computer. Yes. And it's like, okay, wait. When you are at the office, you had. At some point in time, left the office, right? Mm-hmm. But now a bunch of people just are working a lot, a lot of time. And so on that, where I was going to transition to was there was a piece in the Wall Street Journal saying how the death of in-office interaction will be the death of America, which I think is a bit hyperbolic. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it made some sense in that think of how many now inter-office relationships and not intimate relationships. I'm sure. saying how many workplace relationships yeah. that I've had for decades yep. that wouldn't exist anymore. I mean, think of all those trips to the HR you had to make. Yeah, right. right? Exactly. You'd never have to make anymore. Well, but, you know, in yeah. all honesty, and this might be different for you because friends, you're yeah, an owner, yeah. but how many friends you've made over the course of time just because of work? So I have a buddy whose son is handsome, bright kid, right? 20 years old. And we were kind of chit-chatting, and he, he was over. We were having a cigar, and he, this kid was over. And he, he was talking about, like, where he meets people and how it's kind of difficult, and so much of it is online. And I was like, wow, that sucks. It would be very – I mean, <laughs> I you agree. know, if I wanted to meet some somebody when I was 20 or 21, mm-hmm. I had to go out. 
Yes. Like you had to get up and the, go out. There wasn't an option. There That's, wasn't an option. Yes. And you could only watch, oh, look, Cheers is on. You could only do regular TV. But now the internet, and it's so all-encompassing or relatively all-encompassing yep. that you feel like you're getting social interaction. And this kid plays a lot of video games. He's like quite good at it, right? Plays a lot of video games. So he's like, well, I have my friends on Twitch. I'm like, they're not your friends. No. There's somebody wearing a headphone uh, you know, headphones uh, 80 miles away from you, and you're never going to see them. You're never going to have out, hang out. You're never going to um, meet their sister who you go on your date with. I mean, it, none of that happens. And I think kids are just missing all of that social and interaction. That's the part that I worry about. Is the we've already seen. Bef- this is before the pandemic started. You mm-hmm. know, I, I've seen it firsthand. Yeah. Uh, how socially awkward a lot of people are because of the fact that they've lived so much of their life. In the palm of their hand on their cell phone, one hundred percent. You know, and I'm sure you see it with your with your daughters and just and their friends and their circle of friends. But how where's that going to lead us to five years from now? Oh. You know, because social development starts at such a young age where you know we had you know we're going to get a little heavy here, but where we had all these kids that were masked and you know distance learning mm-hmm. and and I think a lot of kids are going to suffer because of that. In fact. The case could be made that it's already started to happen. Oh, yeah. you know, I, I know that there's there, there have been a ton of studies about how kids are falling behind. And, and a lot of it has to do with not necessarily being distance learning, but the fact that they don't have the structure at home that they probably need in order to survive distance learning. Um, oh, yeah. And so I, that's the part I, I guess I worry about with just everything being remote now. I worry about it as a much more base 19-year-old boy level, meaning... If I, I was just a regular Joe, 19-year-old kid, if I would have had the internet and video games, I don't think I would have been nearly as social, right? Oh, no, of course I not. I would have not held somebody's hand. <laughs> I mean, just that social t- I mean, I, I'm, I'm kind of making fun of this, but I'm, I'm not trying to even be funny. How do you get your first girlfriend if your life is spent online, online. on Twitch, on Instagram? How do you go out and have that experience of like, Oh, my elbow bumped into her elbow at the movie theater. I am right? so glad. Remember those times? I was having this discussion with someone a couple of weeks ago, and I'm so glad that I grew up when I did. Mm-hmm. Things came along when they did for me personally, yep. Yep. because you know, for me, growing up, you did it didn't matter. You know, I'm 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 in my I'm in I hate to say this I'm in my mid forties. Yeah, and I'm glad that when I grew up, it was completely fine that. Okay, I'm going to be on my bike all day, just be home before it gets dark out. Yeah. That was the rule. Didn't you have, didn't you have any uh, Jacob Wetterling fear? Didn't you grow up during there that? There was that, yes. Because you in had fact, to be a pretty young kid. I'm this, almost the exact same age as Jacob. Oh, and my yeah, dad, okay. working for Rice County, was, a cop, yeah. was called in for that search. Okay. And I remember, that was honestly, that was the first time I ever remember seeing fear in his eyes. Sure. And it wasn't because of any type of personal connection that he had mm-hmm. with Jacob. It's the fact that I'm his oldest son yeah, yeah. and the fact that he thought, oh my God, this could have been my yeah, kid. Could have been anybody's kid. Yeah, and, and the story, the, the actual story of how it happened was so horrific. Right. Yeah. And so anyway, so I'm, I'm kind of drifting here, mm-hmm. but I'm just kind of glad that internet came along at the age for me that it did, mm-hmm. that I that I didn't have social media when I was a teenager yeah, yeah. and that there weren't all these avenues because there's a lot of crap that you got to deal with as a kid now that yeah. you didn't have to 20 years ago. But I still miss that. How I want to do, I, I should start a charity for young lads to meet young girls. <laughs> I mean, does that, like, hey, kids, do you want, like, everybody should have to send their kid to dance class. 
and say, you're going to go to dance class. You're going to learn how to do salsa dancing with Jennifer over there. Yes. Right? And you might not love Jennifer, but this is the first girl you've ever touched in the hand. Right. Right? I mean, and I'm not even trying to be salacious. I'm just saying you're just that human contact is gone. Mm -hmm. Right? And I think it isolates a lot of people. I have that. I mean, it seems like all these mass shooters are, are, you know, what they, I think they're called incel, like involuntary celibates, meaning they'd love to not be celibate, but they've lost themselves due to mental illness and the internet. They've just become total isolationists, right? They've mm-hmm. isolated themselves. It's like, well, that's problematic. You don't want a bunch of kids just feeling like, I have nothing. Alone. What, what does it matter? Yep, yeah, that, it's so sad. Maybe I should have some parties, just invite over a bunch of teenagers. Right? Can I do that? Is I, that, I is that legal? It. No, I, I wouldn't recommend. I'll, you do I'll that. just I'll just get a bunch of Ubers, get or, everybody out or, of there, or just say use my place. I'm yeah, not going to yeah, be here. Yeah, I, you know what? Let me restate that. I'm never going to do that ever in my entire life would I do that. But somebody, some there has oh, to be a boys club. They need to make a boys and girls club. Somebody wanted you. You did the the party invite thing last week. Yeah, and someone wanted to write that down. <laughs> I said, I love Mike's party idea. Every well, actually, yeah, y'all no, gotta, gotta go. Home by, yeah, y'all have to leave by nine o'clock. Uh, yeah. By nine fifteen, yeah. I want everybody out <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> yeah, that I'm was not, pretty not fun. much of a party animal anymore. Michael, thank you so hey, much. Hey, Reaver, you're the best. Please do us a favor and rate and review the show on whatever platform you happen to be listening to this particular episode. We would greatly appreciate it. It helps others find the show as well. For Mike Fredoloni, my name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, friends, cheers. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring after two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability. Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every sp- the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.